Welcome to the Illuminating Mycelium Podcast. The podcast for everyday people by everyday people. I'm your host, Project Dave, and I'm back at it again to continue highlighting and amplifying the lives, ventures, and endeavors of everyday people just like you and me and learning from them along the way. And as part of our quest to highlight and amplify everyday people and learn from them, we're featuring our conversation with local life coach, storyteller, and freedom seeker, Mike James of Maple Grove, Minnesota. We'll be discussing his work and experiences as a life coach, general tips and advice, his inspirational short stories, and much more. So be sure to check out the description box for more info on Mike, his services as a life coach, and his inspirational short stories. I personally enjoy them. My favorite is Tiny Bugs, and we do have links for all of these, so be sure to check those out. So without further ado, here comes Mike. When talking about everyday people and their stories, we can't help but talk about all their hard work. So grab a cup of coffee. I often think about what fuels a lot of these everyday folks, as well as what sustains me personally. Coffee certainly helps, but it can't just be any coffee. It's gotta be coffee made by everyday people for everyday people. The kind that when you brew it in a pot, it kinda just draws everyone to the kitchen and they're sniffing that aroma. Our beans are sourced from small businesses in the heart of the Appalachia. My personal favorite, the Route 39 blend from Lexington Roasters is a Forbes top ranked coffee. You can also check the notes on each blend to determine flavor profiles, shipping, and more. Beans are roasted on a weekly basis to ensure freshness. So if you're looking for some extra fuel to aid you in your everyday lives, ventures, and endeavors, go to thegrindbluefield.com backslash shop dash coffee dash roast or click the link in the description to pick out your next coffee beans and brew a pot of happiness. The grind never stops. Mike, how you doing today? I'm well. How are you? Doing good. Thanks for coming on the podcast and telling us more about yourself. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. Um, so first couple questions are just related to your background to get to know you a little bit before we dive in. Um, are you from Minnesota? I am. I was actually uh, born and raised in Champlin, Minnesota. Okay. So beautiful, scenic, mountainy, got the ocean. All right. Not, not sure. We've got a... <laughs> Dirty Mississippi River. <laughs> no, um, it's a great little town. And then uh, now I live in Maple Grove. So, nice. Yeah, yeah I, know, I know Champlin pretty well because, I mean, you know, we were just talking about Champlin High. So I, I know that area pretty good. It's a nice area. Yeah. Champlin Park represent. Heck yeah. Go Rebels. Go Rebels. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So um, first things first. So you're a life coach. Um, do you want to just kind of give like a brief overview of your work with that? Yep, absolutely. Uh in 2010, I attended a school called the Coaches Training Institute. Um, they're based out of San Rafael, California. And I went through six months of classes where you just get really, really, you deep dive into learning skills. And um, I don't know if you're familiar with motivational interviewing. Um, a little bit. Okay. Well, a lot That's of people- where you like ask them stuff right yeah other than them asking you or something like that or could you just give a brief overview sorry it's been a while i've heard of it though but absolutely yeah it's a style of questioning where you unlayer people's belief systems their thoughts um things that might be holding in with questions so a lot of people assume that 
a life coach gives advice and teaches. And while some do out there, uh, the way I was schooled and the skills I learned um, is basically to ask really deep questions and keep peeling back layers with questions because I'm of the belief that and why I chose this school is that everybody has their own answers inside of them. And it's my job to just pull them out from underneath all the the thoughts they've created, the patterns they've set up for themselves. Sometimes their own personality can get in their own way and people are really stuck inside their own personality. So it's uh, it's a really artful way to draw someone out of themselves. So and yeah, and I ended up being um, I became certified in 2011 after some calls with people all over the country that you are monitored with um, some instructors and they they you're basically scored and and um, assessed on the on how you coach and then obviously given critiques and and helpful ways to move forward and, and keep it successful. So it was pretty intense, but uh, the most amazing thing that I've invested in myself. Sounds like a good experience. It Yeah, nice. it was a great experience. It was a lot of work, but um, uh, you know, this sounds cliche, but when you find something you absolutely love it, it's just, it keeps you busy, but it doesn't feel like work because you want to do it. And I, I wouldn't invest that much if I didn't really believe it was something that I was going to use and have a career from. Definitely. I mean, I can relate to that. I mean, that's pretty much how I feel with podcasting. Like it doesn't feel like work. It's just, I enjoy doing it. You know, it makes me happy. So. Right. And I imagine you ask people a lot of questions on your podcast. So we do similar things. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't think of it that way. (laughs) Absolutely. So you're a life coach. Congratulations. (laughs) Right. You owe me $10,000 that you don't have to pay to the school. Um. And you've done a lot of good work. You were actually recently featured in an interview on NBC, right? I was. Uh, do you want to tell us more about that interview? Yep, absolutely. So um, I'm part of a, a business group um, of men that's called the Billion Dollar Brotherhood. Fantastic um, group of guys that get together uh, usually monthly for mastermind type calls where we um, you know, check in with the things that we're working on. Uh, help each other, ask each other questions and support each other. And then we have, you know, meetings and, you know, calls outside of the monthly group to, to really support each other. And I've made some, what I consider really good friends out of the group, um, not just business contacts, um, even though I've never met them in person. Um, and one guy had reached out to me saying that he knows um, someone in the media and in the publishing world and wanted to see if I want to be interviewed for, um, an article on NBC's website. So really, really excited. I, that, uh, ever since that interview, um, things have really blown up. I mean, it was just posted on Wednesday. So three days ago, and I'm, I've been flooded with people who, um, want the album are asking questions about it. Um, the congratulations are always really nice. Uh, and you know, I don't do this stuff for the attention of it. It's more for the, um, the life coach storytelling albums that I'm sure we'll get into mm-hmm. uh, that I've created. And that's, that's what the article is about. So it's pretty, it's pretty exciting. And then there's one coming. Um, the same interview is going to be published with CBS oh. and with Fox. And then uh, eventually I am putting together, I have to put together a uh, four to 10 minute video for the Ted website, which is crazy. You're talking about like the Ted talks and stuff, right? Yes. Nice. nice. Yes. So things have really taken off. I, that's what's up. Yeah. I know 2020 was hard for a lot of people. To me, it was one of the best years. And, you know, I feel for everybody who it was hard for. Um, Some people close to me had a a rough time with it and the isolation and being quarantined. But 
for me, the, the quiet time and the, the work-life balance from working from home, I had so many other things to do where I didn't have a commute. I could just do that in between the calls of people I coach. And I thought it was a phenomenal year. And now all those seeds planted 2021 is blooming and things are just kind of crazy right now. That's awesome. It's been exciting for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, so you had talked a little bit about how you first got involved in life coaching um, when you had went out to California. What made you decide to go there and start in the field? Great question. So when I was a kid, I thought adults were kind of boring and I don't mean <laughs> to be disrespectful, but I remember thinking that it seemed so, um, I don't know if contrived is the right word, but they would dance around each other and tiptoe around each other. and I would do weird, dramatic things just to see what would happen. I remember at our cabin when I was six years old or five years old, I hid under the bed and I watched all my relatives just panicking, wondering where I was. And and it's horrible to do. And I wouldn't do that. Maybe I would do that these days, actually. But I watched all them. But it, it, I just I like to stir things up when I was a kid and um, just to see the reactions and things like that. But and I was a really, really um, self-destructive teenager, uh, you know. Um, drugs, alcohol. Um, I had my own versions of hiding who I was and it was hard and scary. And, you know, like, like men in the world were taught to be really, you know, tough and don't show emotions and, you know, have a wicked sense of humor and think faster than the the next person. And I was really good at all that stuff, but really miserable and nobody knew it for a long time. So I think a lot of people in the mental health profession, um, which I consider life coaching to be a little bit of that, um, possibly get into it because they're trying to figure themselves out and in trying to figure themselves out they use other people throughout their lives to to monitor and observe and that's what I did I I was really great at you know offering advice which again in my style of coaching I asked more questions but people would come to me when they wanted to be lifted up or inspired or motivated and in 2007 I remember telling my friend I'm like how do I get paid to be someone's professional friend and yeah. yeah. And who's going to do that? You know what I mean? Like, Hey, do you want to hang out? Like, oh, do you have $500 for the month? You know, nobody's going to do that. But, um, and then in 2009, I kept hearing the words life coaching and I brought it up to someone and they put me in touch with one and we went out to breakfast. And after an hour and a half, she actually said to me, you have to go to the school because she knew that that was, um, because of what we talked about in my interest, she knew that that was the next step for me. So within six months I was, uh, in the school and even the first class, I remember sitting back like, this is crazy. This is what I've been looking for my whole life, what I've been running from, what's been looking for me, but I've been too distracted and busy and hiding from it. And then things took off from there. Nice. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Of course. Um, Do you have like a most memorable or most impactful client or experience that you'd be willing to share? Uh, great question. Yes. Um. <clears throat> I've got a couple in mind. I will say that, you know, if as a human being, when you're asking questions um, to never assume what you're going to get. And I remember um, I was talking to a woman probably in 2012, 2013, and we were talking about diet and weight loss. She really wanted to lose some weight. And um, something came up for her where she didn't feel very worthy of losing the weight and asked a simple question of what makes you feel like you don't deserve this? And she burst out crying and then started telling me when I was eight years old, there's a 12 year old boy who made me do this to his body. And she's like, and I've always felt dirty and disgusting. 
and I feel like I don't deserve good things. So where I thought we were heading down one road, um, we immediately <laughs> took another and started talking about and unpacking and unlayering those types of things because she had built in her mind and she was in her 40s, I think. Mm-hmm. And she'd built up in her mind that she didn't deserve any of these those things. So that was a that was a lesson for me in when you ask questions, you never know what you're going to get. Um, so it was surprising, but just a beautiful conversation. And and then another person, um, one that sticks out in my mind as being one of the most impactful was I was talking to um, one of my clients and she came to the call and said, you know, I had an interesting doctor appointment this week. And I said, oh, OK, yeah. What was interesting about that? And she said, as I was getting examined, the the doctor asked me if I had been molested as a child. And I said, OK, and tell me more about that. She said, well, I immediately said no. And then I went home and I recalled something that happened when I was a kid with these neighbors that used to watch our us kids while my parents were at work. And we did this deep dive into um one of the skills I've learned and one of the things I really, really love, you can ask my friends, I, I love when people cry because they're not thinking and, and moving around stuff. They're actually in that moment. And so we pulled her into that dark period and sat in that until she was moved out of that through her emotions. And it was crazy, crazy powerful. And she's had a lifetime of lots of health issues. Um, lots of things going wrong with her body. And I believe it was all tied to that experience that she had. So just really, really humble work and working with people um, on very deep stuff and emotional stuff that needs to be healed. So those are two examples that made an impact on me about how important it is to get your story literally out of your body so you can heal and be healthier. I feel that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. All right. This might be a little bit of an unorthodox question. I don't think that you've heard this before, but do you coach yourself? And what I mean by that is like, so a lot of people need advice and guidance, advice and guidance to get through their own life. So do you kind of like guide your own in that sense, too, so you can still be there for others? Um, I love that question. I have not been asked that before. (laughs) You're listening to the Illuminating Mycelium Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, you should come check out all of our fresh new merchandise and apparel that just dropped on our store. We've got t-shirts, pants, sweatshirts, hats, phone cases, water bottles, coffee mugs, shoot, even blankies, and a ton more. All made with comfy fabrics and premium materials. They feature our signature logos, catchphrases, guest picks, and come in all sizes. Now shipping nationwide right to your doorstep. Just go to illuminatingmyceliumpodcast.com or click the link in the description to pick out your next gear and become the mycelium. Well, first off, the school I went through, while you are getting certified, you actually have to hire a coach as well. So that oh, okay. not, not only do you learn the process, you go through it yourself. Gotcha. So, um, which I find is really important. You know, I'm not just a, a person who went through, you know, five quick classes and became a life coach. You know, anybody can nowadays, anybody labels themselves a life coach and, yeah. <laughs> and can offer advice or teach. And again, I don't do any of those things. And then I've had, um, I've seen three different therapists in my life for different things that I've been working on. And I've got my best friend in the whole world. We 
I can't even describe our friendship, but it's so deep that we really hold each other accountable in areas of our life where um, we don't let each other get away with things. We tell each other our deepest, darkest secrets of what's actually going on. And yeah, and those, you know, I'm of the belief if you've got one or two really, really good friendships and relationships in your life that that they're not just there to, you know, hang out with, have drinks with, um, just catch up. But really, like one question we like to ask each other often is, what's it like to be you this week? And it ends up being powerful. And but yes, to answer your question about coaching myself, while I was uh, the years, you know, that I was coaching people, I would ask all these questions. And then I'm a I like to meditate daily for 20 minutes. Awesome. And I naturally. Yeah, thanks. I love meditation. So are you a meditator? Yeah. That's yeah. I, I haven't. I admit I haven't been doing it every day, but every other day I'm, I'm trying to be more consistent with it because I know it's very, very beneficial. And I can't even talk about all the benefits. There's just so many. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, emotionally, physically and, you know, mentally and spiritually, it's yeah, the benefits are incredible. It's like you, you know, have a soul bath. I, I kind of feel like um, and in that space, I've asked myself a lot of tough questions that, you know, there was some hard years in there of my own healing. Like I said, I think a lot of people in the mental health profession get in there to almost figure themselves out. You know, there's that cliche thing about, you know, a lot of psychologists and therapists, um, really good ones are crazy themselves (laughs) and we're human. We're all crazy. And um, so, yeah, I've asked myself a lot of questions along the way and, and continue to, I think questions versus answers are the, the key to examination and figuring yourself out as much as you can for sure. Yeah. Um, are there ever like time situations, clients that are challenging or frustrating? And if so, how do you power through those and stay focused on the goal at hand? Sure. Uh, there's always going to be challenging clients and customers, no matter what field I think anybody's in for work. Uh, to me, the most challenging ones are the, the people that have excuses for everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't mean that disrespectfully. Um, they're so stuck in their own patterns and their own life that they can't see their way out of it. And they have everything figured out to be stuck. And what I love about coaching is I will be transparent as possible so much so that I'm willing to be fired to put themselves first and put themselves out there. So I've asked things like that. I pointed things out. I'm like, this is not working. Mm -hmm. Like you are, you are just stuck and that's it. And if they say yes, I'm like, so what, where can we go from here? As soon as I start to do more of the work than they are, that's when I put it back to them and um, put the ball in their court, kind of put the ball in their court to let them know I respect them and hold them responsible for their lives instead of, you know, I'm not there to figure it out. I'm there to um, unpack it with them. But uh, yeah, it's not always easy. And but I, the challenge of those is can be exciting, too. Do you feel like they help you grow? Like once you, you know, move past that and stuff? I do. I, I feel like my own relationships, you know, with my family, with my friends, um, the communication style I might use in coaching, I'll, I'll I use everywhere because it's, it's effective. And, you know, I don't sit down and just start motivational interviewing every single person that I meet, <laughs> you know, and I, you know, I, I have a sense of humor and I too have a personality, but I do, um, it's made me more responsible with my words because words are really, really important, especially the ones we tell ourselves. And if someone keeps telling themselves like, 
this is how things are and this is the way it's going to be. Or I can't do that because um, how much is that is how much of that is true? And where is that getting you? Right. And it's yeah, it's very, very powerful. Awesome. Uh, so last question related to life coaching work. Um, do you have like a or has there ever been like a bizarre, like weird goal or kind of like client that seemed like out of the ordinary that you'd be willing to share? Strange goal. I'm mostly asking this because it's, it's kind of funny. So when I interviewed uh, Matt, I had asked him if he ever had like a bizarre, weird photo shoot because he's into photography mm. and he just so happened to have this weird, crazy story about this photo shoot. So ever since then, I've always wanted to like ask everyone that I interviewed, do you ever have like a weird, bizarre, you know, something come up in your line of work that, you know, is willing to share? Like, yeah, I, um, I don't ever think things are that weird or bizarre just because we're human and we, um, the things we don't normally talk about may sound weird or bizarre, but the fact that we don't talk about them, I think is the weird or bizarre part. But I think sometimes when people have goals around sex, mm-hmm. like I'm, I haven't been intimate with my significant other in so long. Um, we'll talk about that. And one of the goals was there was a couple that I know that decided to have sex every single Sunday night, <laughs> no matter what's going on, no matter how busy that that was the night, no matter if they're frustrated with each other, that that was their time. It was just set in there and that worked for them. You know, and, um, Maybe your listeners will. I, this is not how I, <laughs> you know, take two ease and call me in the morning, have sex on a Sunday and call me in the morning. But um, but it worked for them. And, and that was that was one that sticks out as um, maybe something unconventional for sure. that that someone put out there, but good for them. And tomorrow's Sunday. So if they're listening to this, um, <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Of course. All right. So uh, moving on now to the inspirational short stories that you've made. So you have um, you come you have two albums out now and you have a third one coming. Do you want to give like a brief overview of that and then we can dive into it further? Yep, absolutely. So in my coaching, one thing that I love to do and that really resonates with people is I like to use metaphors and do storytelling. And to back it up, when I was a kid, I was always really, really creative. Um, I used to I used to love to draw. I, I loved hanging out with my friends, but then I would disappear into my room and I would take a, a tape recorder, make a beat with my mouth and record it. Then I'd take another one, play that beat and then record and then use my voice as another layer. I just loved making music. And I was also really interested in, you know, CDs and albums. I loved looking through the CD jackets of who the album's dedicated to and just looking at all the liner notes of the jacket of the CD. Um, and I couldn't make up that I'd be doing this work as an adult. Um, but in 2012, after a lot of meditation, I woke up in the middle of the night one night after having mono, which slowed me down for a good nine months. One of the best things that ever happened to me, because in that slowed down period, uh, there was a story idea sitting out in front of me. And I knew that that is exactly what I was supposed to be doing. So. Um, here I am, you know, four years later with with, uh, yeah, two, two albums and a third one on the way. So they're basically uh, inspirational self-help audio stories. They're like mini ear movies for the soul. And they empower the busy, restless and stuck with fresh choices. So, um, you know, as a kid, I don't know if you remember when uh, your kindergarten teacher, first grade teacher, second grade teacher, it, the librarian, when they would read a book to you. I don't know why we ever stop that. We it somehow that turns into just information and things you have to learn versus 
um, hearing a story and then finding your own solution on the way out of the story. But yeah, the albums are really taking off, which is uh, exciting. I really enjoy them too. Uh, I'd say like my personal favorite is Tiny Bugs. I really like that one. That one had me a little bit choked up at times. It was really inspirational. So thank um, you. So can you remind me the names of each album again? Yeah, yeah, one, two, and three. Absolutely, yeah. Um, we'll we'll put this in the description box too for all the listeners. But yeah, thank you. The first one is just called "Now: Secrets of a Life Coach," and then the second one is called "Everything" with a question mark. Um, Secrets of a Life Coach. So it's the Secrets of a, of a Life Coach series, but then there it's now and everything. And then the third one, which will probably be on iTunes and Amazon by, I'm going to say June. I'm hoping May. Uh, will be called Doors and Windows. So awesome. Yeah. I'll be sure to check those out. <laughs> yeah. You'll love it. <clears throat> Do you have any like tips or advice for other people who are looking to publish maybe their own stories or audiobooks or similar things like that? Um, I get this question a lot. In fact, I had one business reach out to me and ask if I can create stories for their business, which I uh told them no. Um, I need to use my creativity for my my own purpose. Um at least that's the answer today. Maybe down the road I would, but I would say to just get started. It's that's not great advice, but if you're going to create something, I think the first step is to start creating it, write it, write it out, put it down on paper and get it ready. Uh, my own experience, I, I had, you know, reached out to, I think it was, it was exactly 297 people on LinkedIn until this audio engineer reached out to me and just, you know, Young at the time, I think he was 22 years old, was like, I'm your guy. I said, well, how do you know this? He goes, I just know it. He's like, (laughs) spiritually speaking, he's like, this is a project that I've been dying to work on. He's like, call me and we'll talk. So we ended up talking. And then he um, said, I'm going to put together music and sound effects to the story because all of them are really, like I said, they're really cinematic. And I'm really picky with the music I have in there to make the emotion come to life in the story. I really like that part of it. Like, I feel like it really went hand in hand. Thanks. I, I think it makes these stories different from, you know, audiobooks and podcasts, which I'm on a podcast now, obviously I have nothing (laughs) against those, but what makes them different is they're again, they're mini movies that, um, yeah, they're, they're just really unique, but he, uh, put together a story and I, that was it. So I started making demos and sending them everywhere to try and get, you know, some sort of record deal or publishing deal. I didn't hear from anybody. So I ended up calling them six months later. I just said, let's just stop with these demos. We have to get a recording studio and just make it ourselves. And um, now it's been five and a half years and still working with the same guy. Phenomenal. His name is Christopher Sletto. Um, Your listeners can't steal him. He's mine until (laughs) I'm done with him. But uh, yeah, we we have been putting together these albums and now he he does all the mixing and mastering of them as well and that makes an amazing finished product so awesome yeah thanks for sharing that thank you um so last couple of questions here um this question actually kind of reminds me of what you had mentioned about um with your best friend about how you guys hold each other accountable so obviously last year was a rough year for a lot of people and you know we're still going through a pandemic and you know we we need to be gentle on ourselves in some ways what advice would you have for people to hold themselves accountable and strive towards their goals while also not being like overly hard on themselves in this time great question i would say that humans make things a lot more difficult when life is really easy 
So speaking of the quarantine, um, in the grand scheme of things, a big picture of life, we are actually asked to slow down. Like everything can get political about this. People can get it. We can talk about masks. We can go down that road. Let's not do that. (laughs) But if life is actually asking us to slow down and spend a little time with ourselves and I feel for people that that's hard on. And I know some people that are, are that I know that are extroverts. It's been a really, really hard year for them. Um, 2020, but to, to me, there's nothing greater than slowing down and getting to know yourselves. And this, it's the perfect opportunity to do so. Um, because when you do that, you're actually plugging in and you'll get the necessary energy and more clarity on what your next step is and what your next step can be. So again, even if it's just 20 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, just sit in pure silence. Like, have you seen the movie Forrest Gump? Yeah. Do you remember right before he put on his shoes and started running that there was just this quiet couple of minutes where they slowly zoomed in on him sitting alone in a room after Jenny had left? Yeah. And then like just have him staring out at nothing. That is what I think we need more of in the world. I didn't even think of that when I saw that scene. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. It's we're so loud and we're so busy and you know, a lot of us are stuck in our, you know, obligations and situations and have to do's and priorities that sitting still and being quiet will actually move you to the right places. But we can't hear that if we're just busy talking and moving so fast, but you'll actually be moved. And I have a lot of people that I work with that are like, I don't know what my purpose in the world is. You're lucky you found yours. It is not luck. It's been a lot of work. I was one of the most, uh, you know, again, restless, busy and stuck people um, for a long time and by slowing down and mine had to be slowed down first for mono. And I realized after these stories started coming to me that that's when I started meditating. That quiet, I realized, was where the best things were because I can actually hear them. So um, but again, life is a lot more simple than we make it. Uh, It's it's almost as simple as this. Oh, if we're supposed to be isolated and sit home and slow down, that's it. It's right. I'm not saying the process of doing so is easy, but that is the answer because that's what's happening. Gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> last thing here. Do you have like a favorite quote of all time that you have like off the top of your head that you'd want to share? Mm, I love quotes. Yeah. <laughs> I figured you did. So. <laughs> yeah. I love quotes. I don't <clears throat> normally repeat them or, or post them on my social media. I like to put things out that come to me in my meditations. Um, But this is going to sound really unconventional and maybe not the quote you're looking for, but I love the, the quote, um, or maybe it's just a phrase that water takes the path of least resistance. Mm, Yeah. And here's why I love it. Um, Humans take the path of most resistance. We just resist so many things. Letting ourselves be happy is one of the biggest problems that most of us um, have or will face in our lives and letting things be easy. So we take the path of most resistance when uh, we're like 60 to 80% water. So we're not doing it right. So take the path of least resistance. Let it be easy. Let yourself flow to the next place and you're going to lose things, people, even parts of who you thought you were along the way. But the big, amazing stuff will be shown to you. And it's Again, not easy, but it's beautiful. And there's a there's a lot of things going on out, outside of 
the little tiny person that we are in this giant universe. A great, another great quote, maybe something more that you're looking for is, um, I read in a book, there was this quote or phrase that said, um, there's you and everything outside of you, which is bigger. And I don't know about you, but I'd rather be attached to everything outside of me, which is bigger because you're part of that big part. But instead of just the tiny little universe in my head, um, you can be part, be part of the grand scheme of everything. And that's why I, I love making these stories again, is that um, I have people tell me it, it, it's they listen to stories and it's a version of escapism. They get to escape their life and, and really get into a story and they're reminded of they get those moments that a lot of people, I think, might have when you're on vacation and watching a sunset. Um, I think some people get it when they're looking in their little kids eyes, those moments where there are no problems. You're not thinking fast. You're just in that moment appreciating. And um, I think those are the moments we're all looking for when um, we should let them look for us by being a little bit quieter yeah. and not moving around so fast and being so busy. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's all I have. Is there anything else you want to say before we depart here? No, I um, I'm grateful for being on this podcast and um, I, yeah, I love people. I find them interesting. and and. Uh, if if you want something that is not something you've never heard before, check out the albums or even a story or two and see if they're for you, because I think that um, and what I keep hearing is that they're helping people just really feel their lives. And and again, something totally different than they've never heard before. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing everything with us and uh, coming on to tell us more about yourself. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's been nice to be here. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed the show and had fun while learning more from everyday people just like yourselves. To support us and help us spread these stories even further, please consider giving us a review or rating on whichever platform you're streaming from. There will be links in the description box just in case you can't find it. And for more news and all things everyday people, join our newsletter by going to our website. By joining, you'll also gain exclusive offers and discounts on Illuminating Mycelium merchandise and apparel from our store. Just go to IlluminatingMyceliumPodcast.com or click the link in the description and become the Mycelium.